Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Post Game. Uh, PHNX Rising Post Game Show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez, and coming from San Antonio, Owen Evans. How are you doing, sir? I tell you what, it feels good, doesn't it? It feels good now after two poor games to be coming in now and being able to say that Rising won. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm, you know, my smile is like all the way over here. Yeah, great game, fantastic outing from everybody. You can, you could see the effort. Uh, from the players and how much they wanted this win and how, how much they needed the win. So definitely a great result. And if you guys weren't able to catch the game, you guys are just tuning in. Phoenix Rising was able to get the victory over San Antonio in San Antonio 2-0. to zero. Goals from uh, Claudio Repetto and Marcus F. So fantastic showing, like I said earlier, from this team. Owen, you just came from talking to uh, the players, and uh, I'm not sure if you got a chance to talk to Rick, but what, what was the feeling? What, what's going on down there? Well, you know what? Since I've got the video here ready, should we just hop in straight with uh, Rick's opening remarks? Let's let's do it. Okay, so just first thoughts coming off of that game. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of all of the guys. Um, we've had some injuries, uh, last-minute injury to Musa. Um, I mean, what do you say about Kevin Lambert and, and Ryan Flood? I, the way they stepped up. Joey Farrell, I, I think he got robbed on a couple of goal-scoring opportunities. But listen, um, I told the boys before the game, and I saw this somewhere today, there, there are three choices in life. You either give up, you give in, or you give it everything you have. And, and uh, th- that's my team. I'm so proud of them. I don't think I've seen Rick smile that, that big. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. I have, but you've got to go back over quite a long time, quite a few years. You know, there's been a lot of success, but but this season, no, no, we haven't seen Rick that happy after a game. Oh, that's that's crazy, and I'm really happy for him. You could see, you know, the weight off his shoulders by getting this win, and I'm sure the players, uh, you know, have that as well. And so, definitely a great, great, uh, you know, way to start there. Uh, I do want to chat a uh, shout out to chat. I know you guys were waiting for a little bit. I do apologize for that, but Tyler, thank you so much, Albert. Uh, Ciotti, Pat, Nicholas, thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, a fantastic game. I'm very happy about this team. So let's go ahead and, uh, Owen, let's get, go ahead and get started and talk about that lineup. So I know that was a what, – what was going on there? A lot of changes. That, those changes were predicted this week if you were tuning in with our PHNX Rising podcast. Um, ultimately, some changes in the starting lineup. But well, from your end, what did you think of it? 
I think it was it was a surprise when we saw the lineup come out and we weren't quite sure what to make of it. A lot of people immediately hopped on saying, oh, it's 4-4-2. Well, that's not quite what we saw, really, is it, in that first half? Mm-hmm. It looked like a typical trademark rising 4-3-3. Hurst had kind of been pushed over to fill that winger role. But, you know, it, it was a surprise, wasn't it, when we saw the lineups? Um, one of the things in there, it seems like Musa picked up a slight knock. I don't have too many details on that at this point. That would be why he was left out of the 18 today. Mm-hmm. Uh as a result, you see that Kev Lambert ends up being pulled back into the defence. That opens up the space for Luis Seijas in the middle. And yeah, all the changes up top were a bit strange, but hey, it seemed to pay off. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I had a feeling that Kalistri was going to fill in for Epps this game, at least for a, for a bit of the game. And I think he did well. I think defensively he was able to come back and track down and, and help uh, Darnell King. I think Darnell King had a wonderful game. I think the best game that he's had this season, winning a lot of those duels. And I think that's one of the things that we wanted for him to do, to be able to, you know, win those duels on the ground and in the air. And if you look at the stats, that's what definitely what that reflects. Um, the, the starting three, you had Hurst pushed over to the left wing, Rapetto up front, Kalistri on the top right. I, I like that lineup. Do you think that's going to continue? Did you think that experiment worked tonight? I think it worked tonight, but that doesn't mean we're going to see it continue because how long do you leave Santi Mauro and Marcus Epps on the bench? I mean, Marcus Epps scored today. Bear that in mind as well. Yeah. I mean, today it worked. As, as as Rick said to me after the game, look, who wouldn't want Santi Mauro and Marcus Epps available off the bench just to, to change the game if they, you know, they're not starting? But I don't see that being a long-run thing. I think that they've shown that this is definitely an option in the bag, but it, it's sure, surely not. Surely not. I mean... <laughs> Come no, on, do, do you think that's going to be the case? No, I don't. I don't see it. I, I did like Hurst in that left wing for a little bit more creativity, and I think he he did have some passes and he was able to control the ball a bit while he was up there. Um, but yeah, you don't want to leave someone like Santi Moore, and I know he hasn't scored, he hasn't had the best games to start, start the season. But you don't want to leave you know that lion in the cage because as soon as he gets started, uh, he's like you guys have mentioned really streaky, can get on a run and can just put that this team on his back. So definitely happy for that. Uh, and just to hop in actually on, on Pat's yeah. comment there about how this is working against a more potent attacking team. Mm-hmm. That's a, a really interesting question because I think the thing that we, we see here is it worked kind of today because San Antonio are a team that worked on a lot of their defensive assignments this week. You know, they're a very defensive-minded team. Resin came out differently than what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And, you know, how do you prepare for that? If your plan was defensive, how do you prepare for that? But are these guys going to get it done necessarily when they're also conceding goals at the other end, which is something that ultimately San Antonio, you know, for large spells of the game, didn't really threaten in that way. Yeah. No, you can definitely see it. Just for example here, as far as bomb possession, uh, rising with 54% of the possession, 21 total shots, nine, nine on target. When you compare that over to San Antonio, only five total shots, two on target. So, yeah, we knew that. We knew San Antonio was going to hold back, try to maybe use David Loera. Unfortunately, he went out injured. And I think once that injury happened, San Antonio just went out flat and they weren't able to, you know, have be have that off, uh, that offensive firepower that they, you know, have. And, you know, I think it just kind of fell flat and rising was just able to take advantage of that. We have to remember that San Antonio doesn't have a lot of strength in depth at this point in time, especially you know, with a guy like PC out injured. That's really harmful to their chances. But you look at their bench and they had three academy kids on the bench. You know, in all, This is the first game they've had where they haven't had two goalkeepers on the bench. The only reason for that is because one of them retired in midweek. Yeah. Okay, it, it's, 
they're not a team that have a huge amount of depth. And so when you lose a player like David Luera, you know, a guy who ultimately has been a really instrumental part of their attack this season. And especially when you're playing a counter-attacking kind of style of football and you're expecting to to have a guy who's who's pacey like that, who's going to get up there and and you know find goals in that way, as we saw he did cause trouble because Donald King picked up an early card fouling him on a counter-attack. It really does take a chunk out of your attack. Yeah, no, definitely. You can definitely see here no opportunities really for San Antonio especially after Loetta went out. But Rising, again, were able to get the victory. They end the undefeated streak uh, of San Antonio in 2022. They end their streak of not being able to win in San Antonio. Indeed. This is game number six for Phoenix Rising slash Arizona United in San Antonio. It is the first time that they've picked up a win here. Definitely. Um, let's see, Pat Moses here. Uh, I'd be interested to see how it would work against a more potent offensive team. Definitely. For sure, a slice says, "What's up, guys?" Uh, Gerardo Sanchez, glad to see they didn't do the keeper to player pass and pass it back to the keep. Uh, Sly, I think the next home game is going to be next. Uh, well, technically, it's Wednesday um, against Valley. Wednesday, United. open cup. Um, open cup, and then Galaxy on Saturday. Uh, yeah, Albert took care of that in the comments. So again, appreciate all the comments. Let us know. Let us know your feelings about the game. Who was the the man? Uh, the DraftKings king, uh, player of the game. Uh, let us know in your in the comments. Um, Let's talk about uh, Luis Manuel, Manuel Seijas. I think he was the X factor today. I know Lambert filled in for Musa there in the back line. I think he did a wonderful job there. But I think having Seijas there in that midfield really made a difference for Rising today. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think he's a player who got a lot of touches, was over a large portion of the field. And, and I mean, even just as a as a calming presence in there, you have to bear in mind, this is a guy who's got a lot of experience playing at the highest levels in both Europe and in South America. And so having him out on the field, the leadership that he can provide to a team, especially one, right, that after the first half, they were on top. They were all over San Antonio and it just couldn't quite work out when they got into the final third how they were going to do it. Well, yeah. you know, in, in previous games, we've seen them overcommit. We've seen them panic. We've seen them get desperate. Well, when you have that kind of a, a veteran presence on the field, that can be really helpful when you're just trying to calm the boys down, make sure they stay level-headed, they know what the plan is, and, and they ultimately go out and do find their goal. It seemed like a lot of the time, and and this is just me you know, from watching the game, and I'm gonna you know watch it a little little bit later on. But it seemed like having Seijas behind Rodriguez Arturo allowed Arturo to be more creative, to be himself a little bit more on the ball, and knowing that if the ball was lost somewhere, either on the left flank or the right flank, Seijas or Quinn were gonna be able to get to one of those ball and restart the offense. I really really like that in the mid midfield with Seijas, and ultimately with that first goal. Seijas was the one that was able to hit, hit that uh, uh, the shot on target. Getting the rebound went to Repetto, and Repetto was able to, to knock it home. I was really praying that Repetto was not going to fly it over the bar. You know, ultimately he did not, and was able to get rising on the ball. But how did you see that first goal? Well, I think it, it kind of goes back to something that Rick was talking about in midweek, which is that they're not taking enough shots. Mm. And part of that comes with the fact that when you've got a guy like Claudio Repetto, we know he's not necessarily the biggest playmaker. But he is a very good poacher. He's a guy who, if you give him a chance to tap it in from six yards out, he's going to hit the back of the net. And that's what he does with that first goal today. You know, the shot comes in from Seijas. Eventually, if you keep shooting at the goalkeeper, he's not going to catch all of them or he's not going to tip all of them out wide. Mm -hmm. He's going to spill some of them back into the field of play. Repetto's right there, buries it, 1-0. And they didn't really look back from there, did they? 
Yeah, no, definitely. And and of course, having this keeper, like we were talking about, uh, San Antonio starting goalkeeper Bonilla, he announced his retirement on Thursday. This was uh, the San Antonio keeper's first game, uh, Jordan Farr, in, in the season. So I'm sure there were some jitters. I'm sure he was going to be able to play 100% to his potential just yet. But And I think Rapetto was able to take advantage of that. So definitely, uh, I, I love that. Let's talk about Jordan Farr there for a minute. You know, let's talk about in that first half the kind of performance that he put in. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the fact that that Joe Farrell had that one chance uh, of a free kick, I believe it was, where Farr made a fantastic chances, yeah. diving diving mm-hmm. stop there. We can talk about the fact that Aiden Quinn had the free kick, which Farr just tipped to the side. You know, those were two really really good chances for Rising in the first half. That ultimately, because of very good goalkeeping on the San Antonio side, managed to go in level at the break. Yeah, no, that Quinn free kick, like, I, I love, I don't know if you were able to watch the, the feed that uh, they were having, but they, they had the camera angle right behind where Ki- uh, Quinn was about to take the kick, and we just saw the ball the ball curl, and I was screaming. I thought it was a goal, but Farr was able to get to it, and so I'm not sure if anyone in the chat feels the same, but this close, this close, and it looked really like a potential, you know, wonder wonder goal. I tell you what, I didn't get to see that feed because I was standing right behind that goal at the time he took it. Um, you'll see me just actually off to that side, I think, yes. at that point, right behind the uh, Nacho's ad board that's down there. So, yeah, it was close. It was really, really close. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you uh, like you were talking, a uh, couple of chances. I think uh, uh, there were a couple of headers in the box, like you were saying, that were saved by, by far. So... Honestly, Rising could have had maybe a couple more goals if you really think about it. And it kind of just speaks to the, to how the game was. San Antonio was just happy to stay back and, and just kind of fight Rising off. And, and Rising was taking advantage of that, and they were able to come through uh, with that. Uh, we'll move on to the second goal. We got some other stuff to discuss. But just to talk about Marcus Epps, we, I, we had been talking about Marcus Epps, about this player that needed to break out. He didn't start today. I think that was a sign from Ricks letting him know, hey, you need to you know improve your level of play. First shot of the season, first goal of the season. Like <laughs> it's it's funny how things happen like that, right? One hundred percent shooting accuracy, I believe. Yeah, yeah. is what we're saying there. Look, he, he understood, and I was speaking to him about this after the match. You know, he understood that that there'd been talk from very early on in the week that there was going to be rotation. It was understood that you know he's probably wasn't going to start this game, and then of course he he doesn't start the game. Um, he. he you know, if you've ever spoken to Marcus, you do get the impression that he is a consummate professional, right? Yeah. This is a guy who, who understands his role on the team. He's not going to argue. And he, I, ultimately, from what I gather, he didn't. He he took it. He understood. He worked hard this week. He gets given the nod then in the second half, comes out, and, well, he's probably put himself one foot back in the next uh, team sheet, at least for next weekend, because, yeah, we, we can talk about the Open Cup. That's an entirely different question. Yeah. <laughs> No, and, and I, I liked it. I like the fact that he took on the defender. He saw the space. And instead of looking for someone else, he took that shot. He said, you know what? I'm just going to rip it at goal. And it went in. It was a wonderful goal. And, and I love that for him. It's going to give him so much confidence. So, yeah, Albert here. Marcus, 100% Eps for sure. We're going to make that stick, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about a little bit more about uh, the lineup here just before we move on. Ryan flood. He came in for Babu Babu and uh, Jai was not in the 18 today. Uh, is that a sign of things to come uh, as far as Rick letting flood, you know, take that lineup or he was that starting spot. I mean, or is this just kind of like another Marcus app situation? Where we're like, you know what, we're just going to take you off the boat a little bit and, and then let someone else play. 
I think it's kind of the latter. I think that, you know, I'm not expecting Ryan Flood necessarily to have, and definitely not solely off of a performance here, you know, of claiming that starting spot for his own. But it's interesting to to think about, you know, he, he is generally highly regarded by rising fans. He started last season as the starter before ultimately making way when Tate Schmidt showed up. But, you know, there's no guarantee that he won't end the season as the starter. Um, but at the moment, I still think you're probably looking towards Babu. Um, but put in a few good performances and maybe that does change. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Scott says, can't go back to how they lined up before today. Need to stay dynamic and go with what is working. And and that's what I was thinking about today. I'm like, I, I'm really liking this lineup. I like the way that they're communicating, the way that they're, you know, uh, fighting for those 50-50 balls. They were quick on on you know on the ball able to move the play forward quickly which is i think one of the issues that they were having in the past two games where they got the ball maybe they were just thinking too much about making the correct play and not just the best play and uh i i think i saw it today now you can you really measure this rising team against the san antonio team that kind of was happy to just kind of stay back and like you were saying the offensive firepower is not there for the team so rising wasn't really too concerned with defense today as i think but it's just, you know, we have to see, you know, I think this is a, a big step for them, but I think this this team has to be measured against better competition. I, you know, I think that that is a very interesting comment to come out with when you're talking about a team that has played three games and won three games coming into this game. It's an interesting <laughs> comment when you're talking about a team that went into the season favoured by 538 as the most likely to win the league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You think they need to play against better opposition. Um I look the, the the ultimate thing here is that USL as a league, you know, teams aren't perfect. You are not playing Man City, right? The best teams in this league are not Man City. They are not Liverpool. They are not Real Madrid. You know, it, you're dealing with with teams that are going to, and ultimately, this has always been one of Rising's biggest pitfalls: is it can't deal with teams that like to sit back, that like to absorb that pressure, and then go on the counter. And so, to say that you know it doesn't necessarily show enough about them because that's the kind of style of play that these guys came out with, I think is quite harsh. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is the same thing that we pick on them for failing to do yeah. when the first round of the playoffs comes around and they play a lower ranked team that that sets up in this kind of a manner. But yeah. you know what? On that tangent, on that tangent there about what we can actually learn from this game, obviously coming in off a load of bad, uh, bad res- a couple of bad results. You know, let's link in here. I did manage to chat with uh, Marcus Epps mm-hmm. after the game, and I asked him about what this this result coming off of a couple of bad ones meant. And after recent weeks, you know, it's been a bit of a struggle. What does this result now mean to the boys? Uh, you know, it just it just shows us that if we bear down, uh, prepare correctly during the week, take the right notes and uh, mindset into the game, that three points is ours, you know, if we uh, put our intensity to it. And I think that showed tonight, and all we can do is just repeat the same steps this week and hopefully get the three points next week. I tell you what, just talking from a morale perspective, those boys were hyped. 
I can tell you, they were incredibly hyped, right? So that last video there, that was with Marcus. That was just underneath the uh, underneath the stand there, near the locker room, because I've been starting them off outside. And Rick goes, "Can we can we move it in a bit?" Because he wanted to talk to some of the boys. Mm-hmm. So we go under the stand, and you see him. Just suddenly, the music starts blaring. You've got all I do is win going out. You've got limbs flying everywhere. Okay, the boys inside the locker room have found the light switch, and they're flickering the lights on and off. Um, I, I mean. Darnell just ran up behind me at one point. And so I just stand they they were in a very good I'm not mood. Knocking, I'm not knocking San Antonio. It's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big win. It look yeah. this is this is a repeatedly good club in terms of USL. This is a team that has had you know a good amount of success and it's expected often to be one of the better teams in this league. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we you know we're speaking about the fact that you know you've got the um yeah, the results haven't gone their way in San Antonio over the years. Mm. It kind of says exactly, you know, how difficult it is to come here and get a result. So, look, they're very happy. I think they're perfectly entitled to be very happy after that 2-0 win. And I think that it's a good sign that this team is taking the right steps to getting back on track. Yeah. No, and I think so as well. And, you know, I don't want to minimize the result today. But, again, three uh, undefeated San Antonio came into this game. They, they had beat everybody in front of them. Rising was on this two-game skid. And they were able to come out with the result, but not by one goal. They dominated. They had the two-goal uh, lead, and, and they ended up winning the game. So it's I love it. I love it for the players. I know they're going to bounce back. And we talked about this on Thursday, uh, Owen, that this was going to be a huge week. They had San Antonio where they had never won before. They won dominantly here. Now they have that U- U.S. Open Cup game where they, you know, if they win uh, on Wednesday, they're able to, maybe play against an MLS team, and then you got another game on Saturday to, to uh, have the ability to earn another three points. So definitely, you know, a big week, and it's off to a great start. Exactly. And look, you can you ask for anything better in that sense, really? You know, and it was a heavily rotated team today. Let's just remember that, okay? This is not a team. that When, when the team lineup came out, did anyone look, and seriously now, did anybody look at this at this team lineup and say that is Rising's A lineup. Anybody? Because no. the, the answer is no. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when you think about it from that perspective, coming here and getting that result, a lot of confidence. There are going to be people who have got the relevant rest that they need now to go into Wednesday, to go into that cup match. And you're coming in under the confidence of this. You hopefully get a good result against Valley United and they're expected, expected seriously now to get that result against Valley United. It is a lower division side. Um, I think anything less than a win would be a genuine shock. It is the cup. You don't want to rule that out because we all love the the magic of the cup. Not so much when you're on the receiving end of it. Um, The the, negative end of that, but Look, it's it's really, really a big confidence boost for them. Um, and I think that they're hopefully going to carry that momentum through Wednesday and then on to Saturday and further when things get harder and you've got teams like New Mexico coming in to Phoenix. For sure, for sure. Um, I did see that the U.S. Open Cup game, uh, tickets are open now. So if you're um, if you're planning, they are. yeah, if you're planning on attending Wednesday, you know, we would love to see you out there. We're going to be out there as well. So definitely, I know uh, the Rising Boys are looking for that support. So if you can make it in the middle of the week, for sure. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's see some uh, comments over here. 
Uh, Albert with a good question. Was San Antonio given rising the possession or was Phoenix playing well to keep it away from them? I think Phoenix was doing a good job pressuring them in their own half. But it's worth also remembering here that San Antonio doesn't play a possession game. They haven't played a possession game all season. Coming into this one, they only had 40% possession in the previous three games they played, and they won those games. That's the kind of a team that they are. They're happy to to play a physical game, to sit back, and to you know just, just absorb some of that pressure, and then come off with the quick breaks. So I'm not so sure that I'd say that it was rising winning possession against them. I think there was more that San Antonio was willing to trade off having possession for trying to maintain structure in the back and try to keep their shape at the back and and maintain that, you know, clean sheet defensively, which they couldn't do. For sure. Uh, Bandidos, good to see a team finally losing white today. Any info on the knock Kevin, uh, Kevin took around in the 70th minute? He stood around. He sat yeah, down I- minutes, yeah. I don't have anything on that at the minute, um, or at least I can't immediately recall anything on that uh, at the minute. It was a bit of a hectic post game, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's all I've got at the moment. But yes, the uh, the white kit curse, as we all know and love from uh, Phoenix Rising of years past, maybe it applies to San Antonio as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I hope- have to go back to the old black strips, eh? The ones where you can't read the numbers. Ooh, man. Oh no, yeah, yeah. The the kids. Speaking of which, the league of the league have actually made them change those. There's numbers on the back now are a different shade because, funnily enough, if you print black on black, it's it's not legible. Probably can't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully that Lambert uh, thing is not lingering. I know in, in the Las Vegas game he had some sort of issue as well. So hopefully he's good. Um, good stuff. Uh, Albert, who do they sacrifice? Wrong answers only. And then Sean says Edwin. Oh man, Edwin, if you're watching us, wherever you're at. <laughs> hope you're doing good uh, it's okay I'll actually be Sean logged in as Edwin on the chat oh, just okay. trying to cover up you know Mr. Peacemaker Sean DePaz the Peacemaker yeah um, Peyton uh, yeah of, uh, go ahead a lot of comments in here on the handballs yeah um, I was going to mention that yeah definitely some question marks over those look I haven't had the opportunity yet to have a proper look back and tell but yeah some real question marks and i tell you what especially with that first one in the penalty area the boys were irate yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely irate yeah. um they they were not happy to I have that it was, the, it was the one where pharaoh was put he was pushed initially um mm-hmm. and then i think either uh, the san antonio players kind of bumped into each other and then they called the foul but I, you could see the guy kind of putting his hand up so i don't i don't know how mm-hmm. that wasn't called so Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's a complicated one, isn't it? Um, but look, we'll at the end of the day, you've come over with the three points. I guess just it would be a much different story if we were looking at a draw or a loss, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there were some questionable calls there. Uh, there was one where a San Antonio player was sliding and it kind of hit the ball while he was sliding, but I don't really think they would call in. I think he, that was even outside the area as well, so I'm not sure um, if that would have been called, but. Um, yeah, before we wrap up here, uh, Owen, I do want to let you guys know about DraftKings. So if you guys haven't uh, joined DraftKings, you guys are uh, in – this is the perfect time, basically. So, uh, so you guys know the Final Four is taking place. And if you guys are a college basketball fan, it's time to take the action on the court and turn it into some big winnings with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's victory into your own big win. Your customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. It's that simple. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. 
And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You know, speaking of DraftKings, yes, yes, sir. Not only, unfortunately, did my picks fail. I haven't checked the Louisville score yet, but I know. Oh, oh no, what's going on? Game. But yeah. I did have both both teams to score. I believe. Have we done our DraftKings king of the game yet? No, no. Let's see. I think we better help him with that. And I trusted this one to Ramon, so please direct all hate in his direction. So I picked Claudio Repetto, DraftKings king of the game. He had the first goal. And it really just helped Rising get on board and be able to, you know, control the game and be able to to get the the W. And that's why I picked Claudio Repetto for his goal today. Second goal of the season. I like it, man. He's getting that confidence. And like you're saying, he's that, he's that poacher kind of guy. And I think we're seeing more of his uh, offensive attributes. And so uh, I think he's doing well, man. I can't, I can't fault him for anything. Yeah. And I mean, look, even if we've talked a lot about the, the kind of – you know, distinction between, uh, you know, Hurst and, uh, sorry, Hurst and um, Repetto. Mm. I think what was interesting today is I didn't think that Hurst was totally out of place on the wing, did you? No, I think he, like I said earlier, he, I felt he felt comfortable. He was able to read the spaces. I think there was one play in particular, I remember, I think it was in the second half where Repetto was looking to maybe shore in and say, you know, uh, grab one of those spaces that was open. But he said, you know what, I'm going to go back into the box. Hurst read that perfectly, went uh, towards the middle of the field. Seikas was able to pin him, and uh, he, they were able to control the game. So I don't think he's I, – I, if we see him again on the left wing, whether it's a substitute or a starter, I wouldn't be too you know upset about that. No, I think it's, it's definitely an option, and it's always good, always good to have those options. And, I mean, Scott pops in with the, the king of the match there, comment about how uh, Seikas was another option. I, I think he's right there. We, we spoke a lot earlier about how we thought that Luis had done today and – very impressed with what kind of he you know he performed in the in the center of the park but yeah it look repetto again he's one of those guys who and sometimes that, that's just the mark of a good striker you don't need right you don't need to create everything you don't need to be you know in the middle of all of the play you need that when someone puts a chance on your lap you don't miss yeah and what happens he had a chance put on his lap and he didn't miss. Yeah, and we could say the same thing about that game in Las Vegas where he scored his first game. Not necessarily looking for it or uh, even – I don't think he was even, like, ready for it. But once he got it, like you are saying, on his lap, he was able to, you know, uh, bring it home. So great stuff. Great stuff from Repetto. I'm liking it. And uh, he can only improve from here, which is really a really good thing as well. So definitely more to come from Claudio Repetto. Um, big week, uh, Owen. Great win in San Antonio today. I like, I don't know. I'm really happy. And I, and I think that's one of those things where it's like, you know, covering rising. Now you kind of get attached to the players. And even when I'm watching the game, I'm like, come on, Arturo, like, you know, you're better than that. Like, it, like, it makes me really happy, like to see these guys succeed. And the, during that second goal, the Marcus Epps goal, I, they panned over to the vent bench and you just saw Repetto like flying and hugging everybody. Even Rick was hugging one of his assistants. So I love it. I love that these players are, are loving this win and they're really uh, able to get the, the three points today and they're going to hopefully get another W on, on Wednesday. You'd hope so. I mean, it's look, everyone, everyone is in a good, 
good, happy mood tonight. Um, they, uh, I see there's a lot of World Cup questions no, coming no, down no, the no, side. I've been, they've, been, they've been coming in all, all night now, and it's. I feel like they, now they, they're kind of dragging my attention as we kind of get to the end <laughs> of analysing everything else. Um, just for the record, I hope that England finish last in that group. Um, we'll leave it at that. Oh man, well we're we're gonna talk some World Cup on Tuesday for sure, but we're definitely gonna get some on Tuesday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Uh, um, one other thing, one yeah. other thing actually can just pop in because obviously we were talking about flood and and, and Babu uh, mm. earlier. It was just uh, someone gave me an urgent point out the fact that he was injured, which yeah, that <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> Makes sense. I was like, okay, yeah. Um, Corey says uh, could feel the hunger for the win from the players. Uh, Albert, definitely a sigh of relief type game now to keep the good vibes going with the strong week coming up. Yeah, man, like like we were talking about it. Even on our shows, like people were pointing it out in the comments. Like, you guys are all somber. Like, this is all sad. Well, it was somber. It was tense. It, yeah. And I think the boys felt that at times. It's hard. It's hard to be on a team that's underperforming, that's having those kind of questions asked of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have to ask those questions, right? Mm-hmm. Not just us, but the fans and the coaching staff have to ask those questions when things aren't going well. But now to suddenly, you know, have reacted, have come out, gotten the win. And now that pressure, it feels like it's lifted, doesn't it, a bit? Even though it's only one game, maybe we should be hesitant about how much we take simply from this one game, especially because, again, this wasn't a game that was played as though it was the the A lineup out there. Mm -hmm. But still, it just feels like you can take that sigh of relief. And now start thinking about the next game and not necessarily thinking about where is rising going wrong and who's playing badly and who have we got to drop and, you know, all those kind of questions. We can just talk about how best they can actually fit the next match. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like Corey says, uh, you can't let up. So hopefully they're able to continue the streak again. They got a game, a U.S. Open Cup game uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I think Valley United was able to win yesterday, if I'm correct. They got a, a win in their league. So we'll see. We'll see how they come into the game. I'm sure Rising are looking forward to that game as well. They did play in the preseason, so I'm sure they're going to be able to perform on Wednesday. But um, big week. Uh, we're going to be talking about it more on Tuesday. Uh, this week, uh, Owen, if I'm correct, we're going to have a show on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have the game uh, for the U.S. Open Cup, and then we'll be back on Friday, if I'm correct. We'll, we'll see how that works later in the week. There's a lot of moving parts here. So it's a weird week. It's a weird week, guys. you got to bear with us. Yeah. So but, yeah. Um, Stay tuned there's a lot of moving there. parts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll keep you updated on Twitter, phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the fun. There you go. Uh, over 500 followers now. Let's get us to 1,000. So, yeah, keep keep tabs on us there. We'll let you know what our show schedule looks like. I know some of you guys were waiting today. So, again, we do apologize for that. But we'll keep you updated on what's going to happen this week. Huge win Unless- for us. Let's just actually add in as well, if you're talking about the social media. Yeah, yeah, you might want to get to a 1,000, but let's go with the first target here, which is that we've got to overtake the Rapids, right? This is USL telling MLS that they can, you know, go and do whatever they want to themselves. This is USL has got the fan base. Yeah. Follow us. Forget about them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, a lot of of, uh, World Cup... uh stuff here on the chat that i see we promise we're going to talk about it on tuesday for sure we're going to get some hot takes from owen and and the rest of the crew and i'm, yeah. I'm sure edwin will be back uh in studio for that one so uh big week again huge win tonight at san antonio two to uh, zero again owen thank you so much for for getting those videos and the clips from the players i'm sure they were happy as well and i wish you safe travels on your way back thank you very much 
All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in for the PHNX Rising postgame show. This has been it. We will see you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great night.